Good morning, everyone. This is Jeffy Kennedy, author of Fantasy and Romance and All the Magical Places They Intersect. I'm here with my first cup of coffee. Hmm. Talk about magical. That first sip is magical. Today is Friday, September 25th, last full week of September. And my blue girl rose has not yet bloomed. White floribunda is floridly abundant. I bet blue girl will bloom over the weekend, though. She's getting close. Shall we take a picture of her? Let's try. wonder if you'll be able to see the color. It's um, not always easy. Ah, shoot. I just stepped into the place where I got the choya yesterday. <clears throat> right into the arch of my foot. Ouch. I think those must be old ones. See the trouble I go through for you guys? That's what I get for stepping off of the stepping stones. Okay. I'll just try taking her from some different angles and see how the color comes out once I import it. Whew. That stings on the arch of my foot. Okay, there, we got a few pictures. Blue girl buds. <sighs> Feeling a little tired today. I do think that the... Um, I know that I have discovered this before. That... <laughs> I told Dorinda I was running late. Okay. Um... Because for some reason I'm behind today. I'm just moving slowly. And I asked her if we could meet at 9.15. And she just said that she would go run by the shop. So she wouldn't be back till around 10. And I could start without her. And she would just send a link. I'll send you a link. Sorry you guys. I will send you the link. And you can hop on when you return. And we have to add a smiley face to that. Very important to have a smiley face. Okay. So that's funny. She said she was just about to text me. We are amazingly in sync. It's really kind of funny sometimes. Ah. All right. So now I can sort of sit here and relax and chat with you guys. Stop doing that. I feel like my phone is um, sensitive to certain touches in a way that it wasn't before. My screen is cracked. There is that. And I did drop it in the lake the other day, not once, but twice. Um, and she said perfect, in case you guys were wondering. Um, yeah, I know. I dropped my 
struck the phone on the lake. But it was just on this little, I was sort of on this little shallow ledge. We'd picked this spot. I'm, I'm It's a beach in air quotes um, because the, our lakes around here, I mentioned, are very um, slaty, a lot of flagstone sort of constructions. And so a lot of these, especially with the water at Abiquiu so low, uh, where it's dropped down, there are these ledges, flat ledges of sand, uh, flagstone type material. But only it's like in the land, not on a patio. <laughs> and it juts out into the water. And so I found this great spot that was like a little shady nook. And the water had about, the shelf had about two to three inches of water on it. So I could sit, put my chair on that, and it was nice and flat. And then I could... Um, enjoy the cool, and so forth. However, downside of this was that um, I was messing with my phone, and I dropped it. <laughs> Not once, but twice. In pretty quick succession. Well, the first time what happened, I know you guys care, uh, what happened was I dropped it and rescued it really quick, and it seemed to be okay, and I put it in the sun to dry, and then I picked it up by my pop socket, and the pop socket had gotten wet. I didn't think about that, and it just slid right off. My phone fell in the water again. And I was like, God damn it. But it seems to be okay, <laughs> except for there are these weird things. I don't know. Are you guys getting this? If you have an Android, I have this um, V30, the LG, which I, I really like in general. And, I mean, I could never have dropped my iPhone in the lake and had a prayer of it surviving. But one thing that happens is on texting, I keep getting this thing come up saying, do I need help? Or it's like the bug reporter or something, bug detector. And I don't know what I'm hitting to make this come up, but it's coming up like all the time and it's really freaking annoying. So if you guys have insight for me on that, I would love to make that go away. I also wish there was a way to put in autocorrect options. I was looking I was looking for those. And I can add to my personal dictionary, but you know, like a typo I make all the time is ANS instead of AND. And you know, and I type and a lot. And I know that it's just that I'm not getting my thumb over to the D. I'm hitting the S instead. So I often have ANS in my texts. And I would love for that to autocorrect because of course ands isn't actually a word. <laughs> and I think it just thinks I've typed it so often that I mean it, which, great. <laughs> you know what, I've still got a choice to count the side of my foot, but it's clearly in such a calloused part of my foot. It must be just barely in there. Yeah, you know, it's just sort of in the skin on the side. Oh, funny. Get rid of you. I should have put something over that little patch, though, that has the choyas in it. Two days in a row, I don't know. You don't have to be superstitious to see that as an indication of something, right? The other one that I do all the time is my husband's name is David, and I make that same mistake. I type Davis instead of David, and I never mean Davis. I always mean David, and it's, I don't know, my left thumb must be like, kind of wonky that I don't quite get it over far enough. But I didn't see a way to make it take the auto that I could actually do an autocorrect like I can in Word. 
in Word, I use it all the time, um, particularly for my fantasy names. This is a good fantasy name hack, um, especially if you use create a name for something that has like an accented letter in it, which, of course, English doesn't typically do. I think all of our accented letters come from other languages. But, for example, like with the um, Crawl's ship, the Hackerling, uh, is spelled H-A-K-Y-R-L-I-N-G, but the Y has, um, well, in French we'd call it the accent aigu. I don't know what it is and what it really is. <laughs> what that Y. And, you know, I just pick out whatever looks cool, what looks, what looks good to me. So, but I would always forget how to spell the hackerling or, and, you know, and you'd have to go into the symbol and grab that letter and it's annoying. So what I do is I put those things in autocorrect. And so if I type K-Y-R in Word, it replaces it with hackerling with the correct accents on there. Such a time saver, you guys. I did that too with uh, the the Griffin because I used the Celtic version Grubtha, and it's um, G R I O B H T H, I think. Um, but one of the reasons that I say I think was because I gave up trying to remember how I spelled it, and instead I put in the autocorrect option that if I type O B H, it replaces it. So you just have to pick a chain of letters that don't really show up in any other words you type because, you know, you don't want to screw yourself with like having, like if I, if I picked just KY, then every time I typed lucky, it would end up being Lou Hackerling. <laughs> you get what I'm saying. But it's a great hack for Word. And I just, uh, I wish I could do a little bit of tailoring on my phone that way. So let's see, I got 3,000 words yesterday. Um, it took me four hours to do it, which it shouldn't have. But I ended up, I got the, you know, like 2,500 in my first three hours. And I thought, well, I'll just knock out this last 500 and go on to other things. And then, you guys, it was all Corrine's fault. Because Corrine sent me this thing about this gal doing a, a collection of clean fantasy. Clean fantasy romance, clean YA fantasy. And this kind of thing drives me up the fucking wall anyway. So for those of you who don't know, clean is, is pretty much a dog whistle. Um, and since my mom always asks me what these things mean, and I know that not everybody does. A dog whistle is a term for a word or a phrase that conservative groups in particular use to communicate with each other. And it's called a dog whistle because it's inaudible to most people, but it carries hidden meaning for people who know. So when they say clean romance, that means romance without sex. And some people mean it only that way. And there are some romance authors who come out with two versions of their books. One that they say are exactly the same, except one doesn't have the sex scenes. And those are the clean romances. And so let's set aside the whole idea that 
I, I, I just hate the terms of clean and dirty and reference to sex because I think sex is a natural part of human existence and there's nothing clean about erasing it. You know, if we, if we want to talk about clean, let's take out violence. But that's not what they're talking about. They're talking about sex, sex and sexuality. Um, and and I find that personally offensive as an author because I think that if you can take your sex scenes out of a book, and, and I've even been on panels with people like this who say, it's exactly the same book without the sex scenes. And it's like, well, then you didn't need the fucking sex scenes in the first place. Um, if, if your sex scenes aren't serving any purpose, then don't put them in there. Jesus. I mean, why is this so hard? But they feel like, well, some of my readers want the sex scenes and some don't, and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, and so this was part of why I ended up going down this rabbit hole, because I do get irate about this entire thing. So anyway, this gal does clean fantasy. And, and, you know, and it's always framed in the idea that it's uh, it's for family. You know, so it's just like another conservative dog whistle. The other aspect of clean is that it usually means that there's no um, LGB, GQTB, um, quilt bag, whatever you want to call it, that there's none of that um, unwholesome sexuality in there. And there was even a press for a while, and it was kind of right before L RWA melted down, and I haven't really kept track of what was going on, but they were at the RWA convention in New York, I think, and putting up calls for clean books, and they were like, a, I don't they may have even been called like clean romance or something like that, and um, people had gotten very upset because they had also said on there that there was no homosexuality, that there was no deviant sexuality allowed. I believe that was like how they actually phrased it in their submission requirements. So, which is just, you know, of course, <laughs> uh, discriminatory and exclusionary and awful and all of these things. So, you know, it's funny how these dog whistles work because they seem on the surface to be very nice. You know, and so like, oh, that she does this clean fantasy and, you know, that she writes books that you can share with the kids in your family, too. Um, and I just, I, so I went and looked at her website and spent a little bit of time hate scrolling through her website because she is just... Um, it was full of dog whistles and it was also full of all the things that I... Uh, find personally annoying in authors. Uh, first of all, her author photo is her in a white wedding dress, which is another dog whistle because she's showing both that she's married and that she was virginal. And so, you know, that's like, yeah. You know, very, very hetero, very sweet, nice girl. And then her bio, she talks about, she's also terribly impressed with herself. And she said how she... Um, writes unique books, unlike everybody else apparently, um, without the normal cliches. <laughs> and that, and she thinks she's very smart. She said that she actually uses the word proprioception in children's books. 
and I think she's just thinks she's smart for knowing the word proprioception, which no. <laughs> uh, you know, and it's like, okay, you're going to brag about using a specific bit of scientific jargon referring to, it's your sense of, of self in space. Proprioception is the feedback that tells you whether you're holding your arm high or low. It's, it's a, it's a part of the somatosensory cortex, which has to do with touch. I mean, I know these things because I, I worked on, you know, because I was a neurophysiologist. Most people don't need to know that word. It's it's serious jargon. You know, if you know it, great. But there are other ways to say it. Uh, but then she says that she doesn't use the normal cliches. And it's like, as opposed to the abnormal cliches. I mean, do you even know what the word cliche means? Because that construction doesn't even make sense. Which is nitpicking. But it shows to a particular kind of arrogance. And then... She's, of course, a white girl, and a whole bunch of her covers show very uh, nice white families, which is, of course, charming, and, you know, blonde and blue-eyed and all of this. And then, <laughs> except for one thing she brags about, how unique she is, is that she actually has a, a were-vulture. And isn't that cool that she has a were-vulture? And guess what? The only person of color on any of her colors, on any of her covers, is the were-vulture, who is a black chick. <laughs> it's like, you made your were-vulture be a black chick when everybody else is blonde and blue-eyed? It's like, okay, all right, I'm just going to give you the side-eye. So, anyway, I, I got caught up in hating this gal on principle. And someone I've never met and likely never will, but... It just annoys me that that whole thing is out there. Clean. All right. Clean fantasy. Well, it's like, well, okay. Mm -hmm. Go drink some bleach, too. Maybe that'll work. <laughs> Leslie Penelope says, I keep it real. <laughs> it's like, just, yeah, I'm keeping it real. <laughs> so anyway, the news story is going well. Uh, my main concern is that my characters are uh, 20-somethings and... I'm not sure if I'm making them seem too young, so I'm going to have to look for some 20-somethings to read it for me. And, oh, and I know what I was starting to say before is with this only taking one day off at a time, and then, you know, like I was planning to work Sunday, uh, I need to talk to David about whether he's going to want to go out this week. But I do notice that makes me more tired if I don't get the two days off in a row. So I think that's why I'm dragging a little bit today. But then I often am dragging on Fridays, aren't I? So that's just the way it goes. So I'm going to finish off today with a bit of promo from one of the other Frolic Media podcasts. Because First Cup of Coffee is part of the Frolic Media Podcast Network. And you will find other podcasts you love at frolic.media slash podcasts. And this one is for Smart Bitches Trashy Podcast. I will talk to you all on Monday. Take care. Bye-bye. Well, hello there. I'm Sarah Wendell from Smart Podcast Trashy Books, part of the Frolic Podcast Network. Smart Podcast focuses on romance fiction, the nifty folks who read it and write it, and always what books we're reading and want to tell you about. It might be an expensive podcast to listen to, but I promise great recommendations and conversations every week. 
We have talks about burnout with educators like Amelia and Emily Nagoski. We have gossip sessions with authors like Nalini Singh, and we're always having a good time, and I'd love it if you joined us. New episodes arrive every Friday, and you can find Smart Podcast Trashy Books on your favorite podcast app.